you write whatever you want, but if you are not showing up every day with some sort of nutrition thought, you're missing a huge component of what changes your life. This is your Badass Journey podcast. I am Kareen Walsh, serial entrepreneur, growth strategist, executive leadership coach, and best-selling author. Each week, I will bring you a guest or a thought that will help you align what you love with what you do in order to build that badass life and business you dream of. Welcome, everybody, to another episode on your Badass Journey podcast. Today, we are going to talk about all things love and health. I had to bring on one of my expert friends who inspires me daily because of how she has shown up in her own world, managing her own health and all the changes and transformations she had to go through to just literally be standing here with us today. So welcome, Amy, to the show. Welcome, Amy Ledin. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited for today. I am too. So as you know, the theme for this month and my conversations, I really am trying to inject one of my core values, which is love, into all of the conversations. Also being that it's a Valentine's month and like we're feeling it in the air. And when I was starting to think about, because I have, you know, five pillars that I constantly am focusing on, which is you know health, mental wellness, career life, financial wellness, and your relationships. And so when I was thinking about the health piece, I was like, who loves in health always, right? Like when I think about someone who has not only overcome her own personal challenges, but then also has helped so many people. I mean, you've helped like thousands of people by now really get connected and kind of love themselves through whatever they're going through regarding their health. So of course, I had to have her in show. And what I would love for you to first share with our listeners who don't know you yet um, is a little bit about that health journey you've been on. And I know it's been a big one, a roller coaster, and many, many changes, twists and turns. So you can share whatever you feel you want to today so that our listeners can connect with you better. Okay, awesome. Well, I have two. You know, I think my two biggest challenges were I was overweight, you know, 100 pounds overweight. I bring that one up because I know more people will be able to relate to that than my second crazy one. But I was a struggling, you know, dieter. I watched my mom fail at, you know, I would say hundreds of diets, to be honest, because I was 13 when I started and I watched her fail to the point of her having a gastric bypass, no judgment, but I know that was kind of her give up point. So I mirrored a lot of that until my mid twenties, where I finally took control myself. I luckily had kind of an aha moment for me at the park where I realized, wow, the fit moms are out pushing their kids on the on their swings and I'm overweight sitting here on the park bench and I don't feel good about myself. And so... I, you know, just started with diet and then eventually it became, you know, with exercise and all that. And it's how I started my career. And it was really just from my own journey. And so I always talk about that journey and that, you know, you'll never hate your way into your dream body, like ever. It will never come from that. Like you may temporarily, like people go, oh yeah, watch me. And I watch those people get there for a season and then they're right back to you know the other place because it didn't come from love because people forget I've learned this in therapy over all the years of therapy is that discipline is love like it's showing yourself and if you can start to love yourself 
you'll actually show up for yourself more. You want to go to the gym. You want you want to go on the walk. You want to actually put good things in your body. And that was super hard for me to get at first until I finally, you know, I lost 90 pounds. And I would say the first 10 years that I was at my current weight, I was doing it all wrong. On the outside, I look like this calm, confident, amazing person. This is why I say never compare yourself to others. But it was through cardio compensatory behaviors. It was through starving myself at times. It was through secretly going and binging at times, you know? And so even though on the outside, I would hold it together. It was not from this true place of like, now I'm like, what does my best self do? My best self doesn't just go drive through Chick-fil-A right now. Not shaming that. We do enjoy that at times, but it's like, you know, your own alignment. Now, fast forward in my 30s, going through a divorce and what I'd already consider a very low, low point for me, I am a single mom and I got diagnosed with stage four non-small cell lung cancer. And I really could have stayed in that victim state because I was never a smoker. I wasn't a drinker. I mean, my gosh, I grew up Mormon. Like Mormons don't do any of that crap. And so I was so angry at first, but I realized quickly that if I just stayed and focused on the why and like, how did this happen to me? Right? It just it wasn't serving me. Like yeah. it just wasn't doing anything for me. And so I over the years, because it's been seven years of this battle that I truly live by everything happens for us, not to mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. And so if we can see that it happens for us, it's like, okay, well, what am I bringing to the world with my cancer journey? What am I bringing to the, you know, like, am I going to stay in this place or am I going to use like my health journey as an X factor, because I will say I, you know, attending all of these chemotherapy, you know, sessions and meeting hundreds of people over the years, um, people get cancer and, you know, they immediately go to like, it's time to go to bed and just do nothing. And one, I never took the label on of being a cancer patient. I tried very carefully while I do share my journey. It's not who I've become. I'm still Amy. And this is just like a third party visiting my body right now. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and yeah. I, I fight against it versus like initially I did let it become part of me. And I started to even resent my body. And I really, I mean, now that I've gotten so much into mindset, you realize even the way you talk to your body can physiologically change your body. And so for me, I had to learn to love myself again, even with this like cancer that I was fighting, but that I just didn't, I, I, I really leaned into the more that I took care of myself with activity, even on the hardest of days, um, that's showing me true love. Like that's the real love that we need to be showing ourselves. I love, I mean, thank you for sharing the the two largest, like pivotal parts to your journey, because I know how much impact not only that, that that has had for yourself, but your family, as well as the community that connects with you to find that essence of the for you energy, right? I, yes. I myself am very similar in the um, yo-yo dieting upbringing that I was brought in and had a really bad self-image that created self-loathing. It created a less than energy. I hid behind under clothes and layers and like didn't want to show parts of me because I was criticized for that or judged for it at a very young age. And it was it's like years of like you know the the first figuring out, oh wait, I have to actually love myself first, then identify with that true version of myself to decide how I show up in the world was one of the harder lessons. Now do I think that I am at optimal health right now? No, because I know that I'm still on that journey. 
And when I when I think about um, lately, especially being that health has has been like that critical story of like stop start or fuel me, shut me down, you know, like that that energy um, kind of seesaw that occurs yes. when you're when you're not coming at it from a place of love and appreciation for what is happening for you, but also I keep thinking about like what can I do. You know, like yes. I think about like, I can do this, like even sitting here right now and Amy's looking at me and you guys are listening, but I'm, I'm literally like the, in the coziest position possible because I have like a pinched nerve in my back that feels so debilitating, like to stand right now. And I'm someone that loves to work and stand and feel my energy. And like, that is something that like fuels me. And I, and as I sit here, I'm constantly, as I've been challenged the last few weeks to figure this out because it takes a process also to get to the root cause. Just like you're saying you've been in therapy and you were trying also different diets over time. And maybe you got success results for, you know, a a temporary period, but then it's like, well, what's sustainability? Like, what does my body actually need for sustainability? So I start saying to myself, okay, Karine, well, you can't stand today. Well, you can sit and you can have this awesome conversation with Amy. You can like fuel your energy while you're getting the support medically and just still do what you are able to do that makes you love on yourself today as opposed to the pity party, right? So So true. And I think it's because we are, so many people are waiting to get there. I was, I kept waiting. I kept thinking that I needed to be at X weight or look a certain way. If people would stop and go, okay, I'm closing my eyes and this is what I picture as health or what I should look like. Okay, cool. That's where I want to be aligned. Now, these are the steps that will take me there. This is why you meet people that like are rocking a size 16 in a bikini at the beach and they love themselves. It's not because they're necessarily... I mean, maybe that is where they want to be or maybe not. But what they are doing is they know they're practicing the daily habits to get there. And you have to sometimes redefine it. I mean, injuries are the biggest test for clients that I see. If you're waiting for it to be over, can you imagine if I would have waited seven years for this to be over? I mean, I didn't know this would last forever. So if I would have just said, well, while I have cancer, I'm just going to stop doing all these things and just kind of just self-soothe with like candies and treats and not go. And create other inflammation and make you feel worse, right? Right. So I say, take your pity party. I'm all about that. Like have the cry, accept it. Like that's important too, because you don't want to be this person that just avoids that. So it's like, okay, you get this diagnosis or you get this news or you have like a pinch nerve, have the cry and then go, okay, I got to redefine success right now. And what would that success look like on this day? And it might be, I mean, because you know, until I redefined it, I did hold myself almost to a higher standard. So I got cancer and I expected myself to be like I was in the past. I'd go to the gym with Eric and I would end up being so upset that I couldn't do what I could do before. Cause I started to have a lot of like joint pain from the chemotherapy. And so I finally had to say, you know what? I have to redefine success right now. And it might be just walking actually in the door and checking in. And I may not get to any exercises, but it's the practice. And it totally changed everything for me where instead of crying over what I couldn't do, it was like, I did five minutes today and that's better than nothing. Yeah. And you got your jam on in your gym because she loves to dance and also share (laughs) all her dance moves too, guys. So, but but that's exactly it. It's like, you get to choose the energy you want to stand in and represent regardless of kind of what you're being told, right? Like it's all about what you truly believe. You know, you can either make what's not working your identity or you can stand in your true identity around 
this is the best that I am able to do right now and still enjoy the moment and find the love in it and be able to express my truth through it all. Because to me, that that is that aligned living between like the physical and let's just say the spiritual, like or the the belief system that truly guides us in everything yeah. we do. Yeah. One of the key things you also talked about was like love is discipline. And I think that is such a great uh, mantra to really start to embody because even if I, even in my, you know, my, my dysfunction, I used to always say this too, Amy, and I'm trying to change my language also for my belief, but I was, I, I would always say because for many years I was and I, uh, I'm highly functional in my dysfunction was an identity that I put upon myself, which mm. meant like I'll push through it even when it's not aligned or function like truly what functional means. And I've been dissecting that because I don't think it fits anymore. And yeah. I and even with being knocked in this way, and I'll tell you that this this pain I'm going through right now, body wise, is like it's an injury. When when someone asks me, when do you think this first happened? Like thinking I would say, oh, last week, you know, whatever. It's um, it's basically, uh, I, I sat and I thought I was like, oh, it happened in 2015 in June when we were moving, and I like I went all the way back. Like, when did this start? And the thing is that I pushed through it the last six years of not facing the truth about mm. the injury that I caused to myself because I was like, I'm functional in my dysfunction. So it is so important to think about what you say to yourself and that needs to be a discipline as well. And so when I, when I start my day, it's like I come here into my office, I lie on the floor and I do all my PT work now just to align my back and like remove the twinge. But I'm meditating while I do that because I need to like get my mind right. And I, and I, and I might slightly push myself, but I'm not push pushing myself in a way that I, because convincing myself that that method fits. Right. You know, I I can relate. So for years, cardio was kind of like my outlet, I thought, especially intense cardio. Yeah. And when I got cancer and chemo just would wipe my, I just was so tired. This, what used to be this intense walk has become like a meditative walk. And I do it every day. And it's like you, where I go through a practice and it's becomes, it's like, seriously, like, it's like my prayer time. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's the, it's the medicine I need every day because I like anyone else. I think the mistake we think when we compare ourselves to others is we think that they are different than us. When all of us have the same struggles and challenges and that the moment we get overly confident and that we've got this and we're okay, it's like we get knocked back. And so for me, I daily go out and make sure I go through the same practice where first I go through all the things that I'm grateful for and like what I'm able to do versus like I could easily just go right to the other side of it, you know? And like you, instead of pushing through, I have found the last couple of years, like, you know, forgiving yourself and just giving yourself some grace is especially if you've got any, I'm sure a lot of the people that follow you, they're high achievers. So they're the person that they're actually too hard on themselves. Like I had to learn like through my therapy with Nicola Pera that I needed to actually slow it down a little bit and just maybe have one promise a day that I make because it was crushing me to be like expecting so much out of myself and like, just, I'm going to be tougher on myself. And, yeah. you know, um, it's like the David Goggins way. Not that that's the wrong way, but I do think there becomes a point of like, 
you can't hate, again, you can't hate your way into it long-term. Yeah. And I think it's also the, the, that hate energy or the, the putting down, like the, the breakdown to build up energy is you, you're, you'll still stay at a broken level if you don't allow yourself the time and space to heal at that, at that point and accept that version of you and then ask yourself, okay, well, what, what would an enhanced version look like as opposed to a completely like 180? Like, why does it have to be a 180 vision? Why can't it be incremental enhancements and then truly become this like beautiful piece at the end of the day? You know, I, I, I think we were, especially because you and I came up during like the dieting and the, and the, um, food fad ages, you know, and just like how women were perceived in, in shows and on magazines and like, and then how the women, you know, that we were born from perceive themselves and didn't learn or have the capacity yet to really connect the mindset with, with our physical health, you know, and, yeah. and true understanding of like what healthy living is was commercial based like you you everyone was basing choices on commercials being brought to them until recently in the last like 25 years of like no you can actually go f- find the right fit for you you know totally. um, so it's it's really been a, a big shift in that even society is is starting to talk about it more and become more loving around how you want to show up in it um, I, I love that I, yeah. I because you know I have an 18 year old daughter and you know I just recently got my implants removed and you know, I had to have that conversation with them that, you know, 17 years ago, I felt like that was what was going to make me sexy. And I actually feel the most sexy now, not having them in me because I'm actually telling myself like, Amy, this is who you were meant to be. And you are fully loving. And I'm also showing them that, but, and I don't shame. That's important too. I don't shame the old me that decided to get that. And I don't shame anyone that does it. You're, we're all on our own journey at our own timeline, right? you know, but between that and then this last 90 days, my, my last fight with this chemotherapy taught me more than I did in seven years. And that was that I had to accept that I wasn't going to be able to do everything that I did in the past. I had to stop doing a couple business things that I had been like white knuckling myself with. And, you know, that at first was super hard for this high achiever. Like I'd already kind of built what people thought was just this hardcore. I did Spartan races. And this last 90 days, you know, I lost like 20 pounds. I didn't even, the gym didn't really even exist to me. If I got to dance a couple days, I did it. And that's okay too. Meaning like what looks like normal for you is not, you know, if I would have compared to the old me, I'm like, man, I am failing, you know, whereas I think my children for the first time saw a vulnerable me in that I was scared. You know, I did have hard days. I cried in front of my kids. And this is stuff that I had hid from them because I felt like that was the definition of strong. Whereas I think surrendering to that, my kids were like, this is true strength. Yeah. You know, I do think when you want to experience true, true, unapologetic love, surrender is actually that key energy to learn. And I think it is the hardest, especially for us badass women out there who have achieved so much from the doing and from the push that we don't necessarily feel it's safe to surrender because if, totally. if we do surrender then then there could be like an unraveling <laughs> like, like Absolutely. The, the walls are down. so it's a very delicate space 
to sit in. And even today, like my energy, uh, and I think the card I even pulled, because I pull cards and I share it with my listeners sometimes too, to be like, here's your word of the day. And so guys, today the word is surrender, because that's what's coming up in today's conversation. But I think I actually pulled the card as well, where it was like, you you need to um, allow for the healing energy to come in and not really sit in resistance all the time of what's not working or even in the push for what you think should be working, right? Yes. Oh, yes. I had a I had a moment the twenty third of December where I got in bed and I, you know, say to God, universe, whatever. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. But what was so powerful was that surrender was everything I needed to do for myself. It was like I was telling myself it's okay not to do anything, and maybe you might make some mistakes, but this is part of your journey, Amy. And it was so powerful for me. Whereas the past, I would have not even wanted to admit that because I am this like high achiever, you know, and I, I see that it's so differently that, you know, your strength can come through sharing your weaknesses. Like actually owning the weaknesses is true strength, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's so true. And I think the way that you daily check in matters. So I know you yes. have a practice because I want to share with our listeners, you know, some tools and methods and I mean, I learned so much from you uh, as well. And and I know in your in your practice, like you also help people and you have like a daily program yeah. that you go through. Share that with our listeners so they can because I do feel like when you can commit to that kind of discipline that you that framework you've created, and it is a true sign of love. It is, it is. So I have a I call it my daily agreement card and I I tell people it really comes from that inner voice. So we all have like that inner bitch, you know, versus like inner boss. And the inner bitch is like the critic, you know? And it really comes from a place, honestly, of you just not being aligned with your best self because our best self knows what we want. And then we've got this other, you know, thing. And so for me, I have four areas that I focus on. And I would add a fifth, like if I was your listener, I'd add a career agreement. So for me, it's a behavior agreement. It is an activity agreement, a nutrition agreement, and then a growth. So it's bang, B-A-N-G. It's bang, mm. your D-A-C. And nice. so every day, so like today, let me look at mine. I have my behavior, my behavior agreement was I'm going to give extra snuggles with my daughter, Leilani. Like that was just a behavior that mm. maybe I'm not as soft as I want to be. It's been nagging. Because again, it's like you, you do your assessment of where's my inner critic nagging at me. Yeah. My activity is to do a training day and go very light. Like I like to be very specific with what I want to do yeah, because we can, it. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. My nutrition is... And again, I'm in a place right now of really trying to not go too hard on myself. So it's like, Amy, just get 100 grams of protein in and don't go into the white basket for treats. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says. It says no white basket treats. <laughs> no white basket treats. There's definitely a parameter. I love it. Yeah. And then my my growth one is to write my my goals and my gratitude and I put dash not rushed. And then you can add more over time. You know, my my goal with clients, they do a 15-day boot camp. And during the boot camp, your whole point is start very small. I learned this also from my therapist, where it's like, this is again a form of love. Is but you choose your agreement. I'm not forcing any upon you. You're not following the program. This is you pick your four, but at all costs, you are to keep these agreements. This is above all of the things. It's all about accountability. Yeah. Right. And while some people think, well, this is where voice of compromise comes in, and you'll go, what does this have to do with the big picture? It's everything. Because if you can't keep these small agreements, 
when it comes to big goals, you'll sabotage, you'll question yourself, or you just won't even set the big goals because you don't keep your small ones. So every day, based on, you know, you do it the night before, because we always say our best self shows up thinking about the future. Like, man, the night before, I'm like, I'm a rock star, I'm gonna do this. And I teach how to renegotiate certain agreements. Like, let's say you did have like a pinchner, then the next day, my for activity, I would tell the client, you know what, for the same amount of time you were going to allot for that. You're going to do something else so that you can allow yourself some grace. And I've done, let's say I've had 691 wins and 127 losses. This is how long I've been doing them. Because I try to show people like, this is a daily practice for me that I, you know, I do teach people to take the card away. And then are you still showing up? Are you listening to that voice or are you just a list follower? But for me, it's been life-changing because I can change that based on where I am in life. And I then can still feel like I'm winning without it being this huge, massive list during, say, like chemotherapy days and things like that. Yeah. And it's beautiful because you're meeting yourself exactly where you are right now in your intention. And you're making that commitment to write down what are those things that, that make you stand in that intention yeah. and commit to yourself but then you're part of a community and also have the guidance and the and the energy of Amy showing up in it <sighs> and sharing all parts of it you know to be energized to continue you know cuz yes. i think we can we can easily learn like new tactics and new habits or it doesn't actually become a habit or belief in yourself i th- i personally believe in the 90 day you know, yes. consistency, because yep. if it's any shorter than that, you've just like tried it on and it might, yep. it might have felt like the wrong size, but you wore it anyway. You don't really actually grow into it or form it to what fits for your true life and what you truly desire if you don't do it for at least 90 days totally. um, consecutively. And yep. when you track the losses though, so like, just so folks understand, because that is just basically not completing something on yep. your DAC for that day, right? Day. And, you're just, and, and then you you're do, tracking the total. Yep. You do like a at the bottom. So if you have a loss, it turns into a learn if you write down two strategies that would have had you learning. So let's say, and I'm a big believer in like during the boot camp, honestly, most people keep the same thing on their card the whole time because these should be habits that eventually they go off the card and then something new comes on. So like I have no snooze on there right now because being out of my normal routine, that was something I had. I just took it off this last week. But then if I had a loss, what I would write down is, well, what would have changed the snooze? It might be... So I might write down, go to bed earlier, or it might be put your phone further away. But by putting those, you become a person that no longer just is lip service because I'm in the fat loss community where you know what people will say all the time? It was just a stressful week. And then you know what most coaches say? Oh, okay, we'll get back on. I'm the opposite. I'm like, all right, let's go back through the week. What you what could you have done differently? Because if you don't start to think of those things, you're just, it's like Groundhog Day. It's yeah. the same thing. Right. And you get so, the same results. Exactly. So you write down those strategies. And I always say, hey, you may have another loss with that same exact thing again. But I promise you, by writing down the two strategies over time, that becomes less for you. And you actually, you know, it's a learn and you don't shame yourself because I know as high achievers, like some people don't, they really hate the loss. And I make the boot camp, you know, I always tell people, this is my give back. It's $15 for 15 days. And I do it for this reason. If you're going to invest in, say, like coaching with you or in a course, if you don't have follow through, you're going to waste your money in every other area. It's the number one thing to learn. Yeah. 
And I'm always like, do this. Then you can actually have confidence that the next thing you sign up for is actually, you know, there. And I just do, I started just with my fat loss clients. Like I was so tired of seeing people invest hundreds of dollars in fat loss when really what they needed was the mindset, right? It was like, you didn't need the carbs, protein, and fat that I give you. Like that's not even your issue. You can't even get to the follow through. And so this allows, you know, um, you know, I mostly have women, but women and men to like set this out and dissect where they are at the end of the 15 days. I even set them up with an accountability partner at the end because I'm a big believer in that, you know, Huge. yeah, have someone and then go sign up for the course. Go do the thing that you yeah, say you want to do. And invest with a baseline of how you actually plan to show up in it all. Like, because yep. if you can't show up for yourself, that was that was one of the lessons I learned that broke me and was a true reflection of a lack of self-love was I was constantly showing up for someone else's demand of me before stating to myself what demand of myself would look like. And when I say demand, it's really, what if I put myself first? Can I actually show up for everyone else even better? And and the answer was yes. I mean, that was my journey and through it too. And and I, I truly believe that is you loving on yourself for your health is like, you got to love on yourself first thing every single day before expressing anything to anyone else because if you're not it's coming from a um a less like a lower cup you know like you're not as full totally. to to spill it over to everyone else and this the program you have is awesome the boot camp because it it's giving that framework and you can change yeah. it to be whatever you want around these agreements. You know, like yeah. it, it truly is about creating that self love discipline with your health in mind, which is so. Yeah. so and that's great. just it. I think a lot of people go, well, I don't have, you know, fat loss as like a goal. So why do I need a nutrition agreement? And I say, listen, you write whatever you want, but if you are not showing up every day with some sort of nutrition thought, you're missing a huge component of what not changes your life. Yourself. Yeah. That's just it. Like it's it blows fuel. me away. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like being aware and being on the proactive. You know, a lot of, you know, I attract a lot of moms and moms tend to put themselves last. And I always say, think of the airplane, you know, example where they say, you know, protect yeah. yourself first. Put your mask That's on, the same yeah. here. Like you got to be self, you think it's selfish, but it's actually selfless. But Put yourself first, start your day with some agreements for yourself. And man, it'll carry over to your family. They'll see that you actually follow through. Because I saw a mom that didn't follow through, that she caved when push came to shove. And that is what I mirrored for so many years. Yeah. And and then you realize that all of your relationships you create from that um, less fulfilled space are basically tattered. Like yes. they're they are not solid, collect connected lines because you yourself don't know how to care for yourself yet, and, yep. and it's it's one of the I mean it's the best and biggest lessons for me in my journey. And obviously, you know, you've shared amazing uh, your amazing journey. You continue to show people how to do it, and you practice it daily. You know, I think that that is something that if we can if we can break down the barriers of these big overwhelming goals or like, you know, yes, I, I would say I'm a recovering overachiever because I'm not that like push, push, push as much anymore. I am more in the flow and aligned with who I choose to be <laughs> each day that brings me fulfillment. And then that's what I'm going to attract in. You know, yes. if, I, if I stayed in that state of building 
these tethered relationships and putting other people before me and not filling my own cup, I wouldn't have the impact that you know I know is my purpose to have here on this planet too. So it's it's pretty wild. Such a good point. And I think meeting you and meeting people like within that same circle that we all met, I came from a different circle where it was like hating your way there, honestly. Totally. And you see, and, and I'm, you know, there's, it's not a right or wrong. It's just, there's different ways. People like, they call it the dark side. You know, hey, I'm going to pull from the dark side. When I finally saw this other side that I could, like, I didn't need to push, push, push all the time. And that sometimes the, re-energizing yourself and like taking the weekend off actually made me better on the other days. It was mind-blowing for me. So I'm so thankful for you and just, you know, showing that me that uh, along the way that, wow, you can be this high, you know, this person that like has all the dreams come true. Exactly. But feel good about it and not feel like you have to tear yourself down or be someone completely different. You know, like the gifts we come come into this world with and what we're meant to share and be and be and survive through and thrive through. Like that's our unique, our unique gifting. Yeah. So before we close out today's conversation, because I know it's been so helpful for our listeners and I obviously we need a hangout sesh. Like I'm so excited yeah. you're, you're coming stateside because then we'll, we'll yeah. be able to probably coordinate seeing each other more. Um, I would love to ask you, what do you love about yourself most right now? I love that I am fully accepting my flaws and my, and my, you know, features, you know, my F's and F's, you know, that I hid them for so long. And, you know, even my, just starting my podcast or just using it as a form of therapy that I find that I feel my best when I'm just even sharing those side of me. And it is a form of therapy. Like I'm, I'm loving the things that even I've had mistakes on, you know, and that's been a hard one for me. I was such a, everything came from doing yeah, and my entire childhood. And now just accepting, you know, me for me fully. Yeah. Cause you master the doing. I always tell people like (laughs) the doing, like we can figure out how, but like the knowing and the feeling, that's where the magic is. Like, and I love that about you too. So thank you for sharing that. And so if our, I'm sure our listeners would love to connect with you, listen to your podcast and, and just really be able to engage in all your loving energy. Can you let them know how to best to connect with you? Yeah. Um, well, I love IG. Sto- stories have become something. It's like my joy. I, I don't push any sales there because I just love it so much. Yeah. You so can it's add. like, it's my joy. Um, Amy underscore Ladine. And then my podcast is called Effort um, for faith, family, fitness, forgiveness, food, and formula. Yeah. And, um, that, you know, I have a goal of hitting top 100. I, I put it out there because I know that we fear what we don't think will happen. And yeah. so I've lately been telling everyone. And uh, so that's where you can find me. And Karine, you got to come on mine. I'm going to say it on here. So we'll make, we'll make it happen. I can't wait. Anytime. I'd definitely love to, to come on to your show. Guys, you got to go listen to Effort. It is such a great inspirational show as well. Amy loves to connect and really engage. Make sure you follow her on Insta. And, um, and just let us know too, after today's conversation, snap a pic, let us know you're listening. And Uh, Let us know what your takeaways are because that's what we love the most is to know that we added value to you today and that you felt loved on and that you're enjoying this series this month about all our topics around love. I want to thank you, Amy, for, for really spending the time with me today. You definitely lifted my spirits 
And listeners, I can't wait to see you until the next episode. Thank you for having me. Wasn't that such a great episode? I know you got amazing takeaways from that. What I would love for you to do for me, if you can help me extend my reach, is go ahead and subscribe to the show so you get the latest notification and listen before anyone else. Also, if you could go ahead and post your review, your five-star review will help me get other people interested in this conversation and extend my reach of impact. Most of all, I would love for you to share this with your community. It means so much to me to have you as a listener and I would love to connect with you. So if you have any questions you would like me to answer on this show, go ahead and email hello at kareenwalsh.com and my team will make sure that I get your questions so we can get them answered on the show for you. Thank you so much for listening today and I'll see you on the next episode. 